Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Out of my range. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Beamer Distributors Blog Talk Show. This is your show. It's designed for all Beamer distributors across the country to provide you with the latest information, training, and current events. It's a live, interactive show where we value your participation. Just hit one on your phone and we'll open your lines so you can ask questions and share information and testimonials. You'll hear from individuals who are experiencing amazing results in their business and with the use of their Beamer. But remember, this information of Beamer technology is not designed to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease or ailment. These testimonials have not been evaluated or reviewed by the FDA. This call is for education only, and no medical or income claims are intended. This call is not put on by Beamer USA. It's just us, a group of independent Beamer distributors all helping one another. So grab a pen and paper, listen carefully, and get ready to learn and share. Stay tuned. The show is about to begin. Hello, and welcome, everyone, to Beamer Blog Talk Radio. I'm Rainy Hale, and this is, of course, you know, has to be Horse Thursday. Today is Thursday, November 10th, um, and super happy to be with you all today and my amazing co-host. I love spending my Thursday morning with all of you. Um, before I say hello to them, though, I'd like to remind everyone to please grab a pen and paper. We almost always are going to have an event coming up or a um, someplace to find a new great thing that Beamer has created for us, so you want to be ready to write that down when we talk about it. And also, please press 1 on your phone if you want to chat with us um, as you know, it's a big part of what our show is all about is um, getting questions from you guys and um, and talking about that because that's that's we only want to talk about the things that you want to hear. So please help us out with those things. Um, uh, and oh, just as a reminder, we do need to keep it to horse with the horse unit and really you know behavioral and training type things and stay away from real medical questions. So, um, but if you have those medical tech questions, we do have an outlet to send you for those. So. Um, all right. So good morning, Tiff. Thanks for being on. Good morning, Rainy. Good morning, Cindy and listeners. It's great to be on Blog Talk today, and we look forward to hearing what you have to say, questions of any kind, and we'll share what we can. So great to be here. Thanks, Rainy, for having me. Thanks, Tiff. Always great to have you. Um, and Cindy, and I'm probably just going to turn it right over to you, Cindy, after you say say hello, because my voice is a little goofy again this morning. So I'll, I'll join in, but I'll turn it over to you. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, good morning, Tiff. Good morning, Rainy, and good morning, everybody else. It's a, uh, it's a white, crisp, cold, but beautiful morning here in Idaho. So um, we've got some snow, but not too much. It's really pretty. So I'm happy to be here. And um, I think, and Rainy, so let me know if we have people that call in from last uh, week or anything like that. But um, the first thing on my mind, of course, is that we had the last equine educational experience um, workshop webinar last night. And there was uh, several hundred people on. But yeah, last one of the year. (laughs) Um, and um, yeah we do these only quarterly and um, it was something that came about as you know the title of the topic was the conditioned hoof and it came about because of Dr. Burka being at a meeting uh, you know one of the meetings where he met several IBDs one of whom 
was this featured guest who is an expert in, um, you know, he's a trainer, but he's also, you know, a, um, a trimmer, and he does rehab uh, with horses down in Texas. His name's Eddie Kowalski. And he's done a lot of work with Dr. Bowker, who's pretty famous up at the uh, University, I think, of Michigan. And he just, um, it was, it came about because, you know, of uh, Burke's conversations with um, with Eddie specifically. And he went, oh, my God, you're, you'd be the perfect guest. We have to do this. And, you know, he called up um, Dr. Marlies Fonk, our medical advisor for the equine unit, and just said, you know, we need to get him on the show because this is information that most people will not have heard. And everybody knows, not everybody, but most people know no hoof, no horse. But, um, you know, we also hear all kinds of stories where, um, you know, the horse didn't get trimmed or shod right, and there's uh, performance issues, and, and um, if you put a few people in a room, they're going to all, for one thing is certain, they will all disagree, <laughs> um, other than the fact that the hoof is really important. So um, uh, there's a lot of misinformation and lack of information out there, and there's, you know, again, with the advent of more technology and ways to measure things, it's really um, exciting to talk to somebody or hear from somebody who's really delved into the biomechanics. And so we got, you know, we had some just um, really cool slides um, that showed things that I've never seen before. I will tell you that um, the biggest takeaway for me personally, and I won't take away, I, I won't, um, you're going to have to listen yourself. I'm hoping it'll be out next week or the, in the um, in the BBO for replay. Um, but um, all you know, my life anyway. I've always talked about you know the frog, the importance of the frog, but the frog helping to pump blood uh, back up. And so the big the big takeaway for me is the frog is not a pump. It's the exact opposite. It's a vacuum, and that. The, uh, the, a number of the blood vessels that we see in the hoof and some of the pictures that we use in our um, presentations, uh, we've referenced them as capillaries, but a number of those vessels are not capillaries, they're resistance vessels, arterioles. So they have muscles in there and they are, they're, um, the resistance factor is that their purpose is to hold the blood and recirculate it several times in the hoof. Um, and, you know, particularly in that uh, digital cushion and the frog area. And so I'm not going to tell you anything more because you got to listen, but I just think um, <laughs> it was extremely interesting. And um, I do want to just comment in general. Um, if anybody wants to call in and say what they learned, um, um, that would be cool too because um, maybe you remarked different things than I did. Um, but I do want to encourage people when you go to when you go to um, an event like this put on by Beamer, this is not it's not the venue for you to you know bring up what your own horse's circumstances are and ask for advice. Um, it, those are things that you want to direct personally to through the medical expert center and send in an email and ask about that um, because um, that was the majority of comments 
and they came up in the chat. So just just be aware um, that those you know particular circumstances are ones that um, you should address differently. And you know people were asking you know will he consult and can I call him and we didn't provide you know contact information because he's a professional and um, certainly. Um, we don't want to take advantage of his time. So um, I think this is really one of the best BEEs that, that we've done. <laughs> um, and um, Marlies and Ian put a tremendous amount of work into the preparation. So, um, and Dr. Berka came on. So that was kind of cool. Um, I think I'll be surprised if when you listen to it, if you say, wow, I knew all of that, I'd be shocked. <laughs> so um, I think there's some real value there. And do we have, is there anybody that's called in, Rainy, that wants to, to there is. say yep. what they? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, it looks like we've got Kate on. I'm not sure if she's going to contribute to this or if she has a different question, but um, I'll open her line. Uh, good morning, Kate. Hi. 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 Yes, this is Kate. Hello. Yes, hello. Um, yes, I, was, I, I attended the event, and you know, I had questions about that I raised a couple of months ago about, you know, how is flow in the legs and the hoofs of the horse, and I found it fascinating. And I really agree too that finding out that it's a vacuum helps answer somehow if the muscles, if you don't have muscles in the lower part of the leg of the horse, how does it move all that blood? And I just, that was a, a very good training, I thought, very informative and just makes you marvel yeah. more at the creation yeah. of the horse, you know. We should probably be specific in saying it's um, that there's not skeletal muscles below the knee, but certainly there right. are muscles, as we just talked about being resistance vessels, there are muscles and and. And again, that, think about what Beamer does and where the vasomotion um, comes from. It comes from those muscles working, and in fact, so that gives you even more of an appreciation of you know what an important role Beamer can play with the hoof. So, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was just it was a real revelation in a way. All right now, you know when they did the. Um presentation of blood flow in the horse, you know, that you could see um, through intravital microscopy. And I remember um, Dr. Klopp saying that there's a lot more lymphatic tissue in the horse than in the human. And I wondered, is there lymphatic tissue? There must be also going down to the hoof, but Maybe the lymphatic system in the hoof and the leg, the hoof and the leg of the horse is different um, than in, say, how the the lymph flow in the human is, meaning it's a one-way direction um, and and doesn't have the pumping ability that we have. So maybe that vacuum addresses how it pushes also lymph uh, up through the leg of the horse. So I, I thought that was an excellent and thank you for having that done. It's a great presentation. And I, I won't take any more time except another subject I thought about, which I was going to ask last week, was the subject of, you know, we now say that 
for the human being sitting is the new smoking. And with horses, I I don't ride anymore. I grew up with horses, but never had to trailer because we could ride right from our home. And I, the Midwest, but moving to California, I was just kind of shocked at how often I just see horses that never get exercised because, you know, you can't ride necessarily right from where you live. <clears throat> and uh, Yeah, so I've they never stand in a stall. Yeah. yeah, standing. And, um, I mean, that would be an interesting subject to address as to why you should have a beaver for your poor horses that don't get exercised the way they should, um, just to keep them healthy and sane, I would think. So people well, love their horses. Well, and that was part of the whole, yeah, the thrust of saying, what what have we done to this, uh, you know, naturally um, developed prey animal that is supposed to be moving all the time and, you know, to keep them in a confined space, um, you know, their bodies weren't made for that to happen. And, right. Um, and anyway, and not so, yeah, by themselves either. They're, they're a herd animal too. So not only yeah. the, the, you know, constant moving, but also in a herd. And so keeping them in a stall by themselves, yeah, there's, there's a physical and the mental component, component of that. The loneliness factor, yeah. you know, yeah. so, which is, I think, stressful on the animal as well. So it's another really yeah, important because you love it. Maybe you can't ride it every day. Please <laughs> have mercy and uh, give yeah. it some blood flow and lymph flow support. So yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think I, I love the pictures of, of the uh, the full flippers. I think that's something people don't know about. And it was interesting to hear that, you know, I mean, when horses are born, um, they need to have soft hoofs to go through the birth canal without damaging the mare. But it's, um, but they also, once they're on the ground, you know, the mare's instincts are to move that horse, uh, to move away from the smell of the birth and blood, which is going to attract prey animals. And so that little baby has to be able to get up and run, as uh, you know, and move as soon as possible. And that foot has to harden up. And that doesn't happen when you're in a nice, soft, bedded stall, you know. <laughs> that was so, I mean, I mean, it happens, yeah, but, it's you know, it doesn't happen as quickly. So um, just interesting things like that, I think, were, um, were really educational for the audience. That was an amazing, I agree, of the newborn's hoof was just amazing. So, Yeah, yeah, it looks like an undersea, <laughs> under, you know, an ocean creature. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, no, well, I'm thanks glad. So much, yeah, thanks for that, Kate. Yeah, appreciate your comments. Thank you. And I don't know the answer about lymphatic, uh, you know, I'm not a specialist in anatomy and, and Rainy, I don't know if you could comment on that, but you know, that would be something to kind of maybe we could follow up Not on. Officially, certainly. That I mean it's definitely a good question and, and to think about and, and logically um that makes sense, but I, I certainly can't confirm, you know, hundred percent on that. Yeah. Yeah. So take advantage, you know, keep a lookout for when this does get posted. Um Oftentimes they'll put it in the Monday newsletter if it's out quick enough. Otherwise, you know that you can find it, you know, in the distributor library in your back office. 
um, and, you know, share that with prospects um, and customers as well. So that's what I'm waiting for. I have, I have a huge list of people because um, um, I expected there to be, frankly, more on, but I understand, you know, everybody has conflicts and things. So um, I've got a, a long list to, to send out of people um, once it's released. And um, and then maybe there may be some other comments or questions to share in a subsequent blog talk. So, um, yeah. If there's no, nobody else about to, to talk about that, I'm going to switch Not right now <laughs> subjects a little bit and say. Um, <clears throat> Not sure how many people would have watched the Breeders' Cup, um, but uh, from last weekend. But there's certainly been a lot of buzz around the winner. Her name was Flightline. She's just been retired to stud and is worth multi, multi millions of dollars now. Um, but <laughs> you know, and it, you know, certainly being likened to Secretariat in terms of. Uh, you know, it was an exciting race to watch. You know, because uh, when and you look at the jockey, I did not see him even touch the horse with the whip. I saw him show it to him once, and he rode on a pretty loose rein. And um, it always just gives me goosebumps when a horse stretches out and really, really lets it loose. And it was pretty exciting to watch. Uh, he really did leave everyone in the dust. So. Um, but there's been a lot of, you know, the, the IBD rumor mill is alive and well, and, <laughs> um, and it certainly comes up um, on our, you know, private IBD horse uh, horse at Facebook page. Um, and what what we we just we have to be really careful about about uh, rumors and passing along information. Um, you know, there was comments about. Um, you know, is he using, you know, he, that he's using Beamer and then people jumped and said, oh, well, you know, let's, um, you know, what programs and when was it used and who did it? And, you know, is there an article about him using Beamer, blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's just taking off on um, unfounded information. We have to be very careful, particularly in the professional world, to respect um, the privacy of our clients. And um, and so there's a lot of things that we just we can't say um, because of that. And there was a you know a few years back there was a ton of rumors around Justify and Bob Baffert, and um, uh, that was a situation where he wasn't using it, but people were saying that he did. Um, and so what what we can what we can say is that. Um, we believe that the barn where a flight line trained um, has a beamer. And we do not know that that beamer was put on flight line. We don't know if he uses it regularly. We don't know any of that. And so we should really refrain from passing along rumors that kind of, you know, how when you, when you sit in a circle of 10 people and you pass something around and by the time it comes back around to the original person, the story is different. Let's not do that in this case um, because, um, again, it's, it's, it's respecting the professional um, privacy 
of the um, of the trainer and the barn and the owners, and you know, let's not make up stories. That's just what I would like to ask people. Um, let's see. So I've got another another topic kind of came up just recently. It one it's one that we revisit all the time. And that's around, um, you know, pre- protecting your horse set um, by, you know, what kind of sheets you use and, you know, the coolers. Well, right now it's great in the in the months, um, I mean, in the northern climates, that cooler's really nice, but it's not one that you're probably going to put on multiple horses. So what um, there was comments, you know, kind of made for that someone had come up with a great design and, they were easily washable and things like that. And and I, I want to just, you know, and, and people chimed in with their um, own opinions and what they do. But, but the first thing is, is that if you're going to be doing either a demo or a session, to tell the owner or the handler first that you'd like them to have, you know, a lightweight sheet underneath. So, and very often they do have that. Um, in fact, it, and if you get there and they don't, it would be surprising in a barn, but maybe you're off at an event and they don't have something, then you should have something to put underneath to help keep your blanket clean. Now, um, and then you don't want to reuse that on other horses unless um, they may be from that same barn and you talk to the owner or the handler or the trainer about it. But be mindful that, yes, it's a good way to keep your blanket clean and be helpful, but that's not the same as um, what we would call biosecurity. Um, you need to be able to disinfect your blanket. So, Rainy, do you want to chime in and talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely. I'd, I'd love to, and I'm sure Tiff's got stuff, too, to, to share. Um, <clears throat> for me, definitely, I, I like to put sheets down, whether they have a, you know, a light blanket or I always bring sheets um, just to help keep the dirt and the gunk and the hair and all that stuff. <laughs> it just helps. It's just easier for me to clean. Um, that's that's the only really reason I do that is just for cleaning ease. But And if you're going to a barn and you're doing several horses in a barn, yes, most likely um, you can be using the same um, sheet for, the, for multiple horses because if they're being turned out together and installed across from each other, biosecurity isn't a problem because they're already sharing all of that. Um, but in a, an, at an event, that's a much different story because there are horses coming from different areas. And so in that case, you would definitely not want to sh- um, share sheets. And in addition to that, you still would want to do whatever disinfecting that you want that you do of your, your blanket between horses um, because the sheet is only protecting from, you know, dirt and gunk and wet and things like that. It is it's not going to protect against any kind of diseases or anything. So um, just just distinguishing between the two um, two kind of levels of clean versus disinfected. Yeah, I think people sometimes, you know, I I I think they might say, oh, well, you know, look, the blanket's not touching. <laughs> yeah, and and so they think that that's that's the same thing as disinfecting, and and I think it's an important distinction to make. Yeah, Tiff, I don't know if you have any um, like anything to add or best practices or things that you do? 
Yeah, you guys said a lot of uh, great things. The only thing that I would like to add is that I think it's nice to let the customers know or the client or whoever that you're femuring their horse so they know that you can use a blanket or sheet or, or something underneath the blanket so that they know, hey, when I purchase one of these units, I don't have to take off their winter blanket or their fly sheet or any of those things types of, you know, covering. I could just put it right on top, comfort and ease. Of yeah. So I, I like to make sure that they know that as well because a lot of times they just don't know. And so that's a nice thing to have. Of course, you don't want to use it over top of like, um, oh, dang it, what's the name of that blanket? But like magnetic blankets maybe because they'll get warm um, or – the back on track I wouldn't probably suggest that but every other blanket that doesn't have like things in it that's just even like the metal pieces you're good with those too so I just want them to know like hey you can use it over top of uh, existing blankets that are already on the horses yeah definitely that just opens that conversation yeah that opens that conversation of I'm doing this to keep my beamer clean but you can do it because just for ease, you know? So, yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's, um, and that is important because people, that applies in the human world as well, where people say, oh, well, I have this magnetic thing. Um, and so um, whenever you use Beamer, you don't want to be using it at the same time as some other therapeutic device. Um uh, if there are uh, blankets that have like ma- you know magnets in them, literal magnets in them, um, they are those static magnets usually have a very high um, intensity, and that could definitely conflict with um, with what you're doing with Beamer. So just the rule of thumb is if you're doing one kind of modality, don't do don't mix them and do them simultaneously. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. And then particularly in the wintertime, too, um, is what I'm thinking. If somebody's got a big, heavy winter blanket on, um, they don't want to always have to take it off. And so it's nice, as you said, Tiff, to be able to say, yep, you can put the mirror right over the top. And also a great use of the um, uh, B-Scan, too, if you carry it, which you – recommend everyone does is to put it over one of those big winter blankets and then, you know, put the B scan underneath and show them that it goes through. Yeah, that's a good point. So for people that don't know, if you don't have a human set, the B scan is part of the control box for the human set. And it is not, it's not a sophisticated diagnostic piece of equipment, (laughs) but it is, what it does do is it detects the existence of an electromagnetic field. And the closer you hold it to the source, you can turn it on, and you can buy it separately as an accessory in the back, you know, in the shop. And it's about $70. Um, and it makes a nice thank you gift to your clients um, yep. <laughs> for them to be able to sit, show that, in fact, oh, this is working because, um, you know, Bieber is so subtle, sometimes people can't tell. Um, How do I know it's working? 
And the closer that you hold it to the source or to where one of the coils is, and the higher the intensity or the program, the louder the little noises. And as you move it away from the body, you'll see that it dissipates. Um, but So that gives you an idea kind of how far out the field goes. And you can then in turn say, let's say, you know, that you're holding the B-scan and you're stepping away maybe a foot from um, the withers. You can then interpret, because we know that the, that the Beamer signal goes in both directions. So it not only goes into the body of the horse, but also out, you know, towards you if you're standing there. So you can kind of interpolate it or extrapolate, sorry for the word, that if it goes out a foot, for example, that it also is going that same distance, a similar distance into the body. So, um, and it's a good way to show that if you put a cuff on one of the legs and and you hold the B scan on the opposite side of the leg where there is no cuff, you can still see that the signal has gone through um, from the leg which has the cuff on it, you know, across, and it, it will be diminished. Again, the further from the source it goes down, uh, you know, it um, decreases in its strength. But you can still see that if you have the cuff on one leg, that the, this, um, the next leg to it is still getting some benefit, even if, it's, uh, even if it doesn't have a cuff on it. So, and then and TIFF, that was the example when we talked about using the cuffs on di uh, diagonal and uh, um, legs front and back. Um, that's something that I guess that you could see with your mare, who likes to have the cuff only on one leg at a time. Yeah. That's right. Yep, and now she loves it. She looks forward to the beamer being on her back legs, and she doesn't like any other boots on them, but she'll, she loves the beamer. <laughs> smart girl. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's the smart horse who knows what beamer does and is like, okay, I'll accept it for this amount of time because I know it's the beamer. <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have somebody else that wants to chat with us here. Let's see. Um, I think... I think this might be Dexter. Uh, area code 213. Area code 213, you're live on Blog Talk. Yes, it is, Dexter. Hello, ladies. Thank you so much. Good morning. I'm, I'm look, good morning. I am looking forward to this BEE uh, that you were referring to earlier. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. And also, thank you for suggesting that I learned the horse anatomy. I'm still doing that, so... Don't test me right now because I'm still in the middle of learning all of that. <laughs> and uh, you're right, a frog is not a frog. I thought it was something else. Um, and um, I want to ask you about kind of what you were talking about, the disinfectants and so forth with the bee body, the beamer set for um, humans. I use 91% uh, isopropyl, and I also have a plastic covering for my beamer that I made. What do you recommend for the horse set? Is 91% okay? Yeah, you can find a number of products on, you know, an online veterinary supply stores or um, our big tax stores. 
because there's mm-hmm. an, uh, there's multiple products. Some of them are concentrated, some of them are in a spray bottle. But um, I think all of us may use a different one. You just want to make sure that there's not a lot of, uh, you know, alcohol in it because it's going to, oh. you know, that would be a problem for, you know, your blanket. But um, I don't know, Rainy or Tiff, do you have do you have brands that you like to recommend? Yeah, I mean, the one that I use, and I mean, I work at a vet clinic, so I have it readily available at all times. Um, and I would say, yeah, the harsher, because with my with my human unit, I'm definitely wiping things down more often, uh, you know, the, some of the units and stuff, but I'm not I'm not the same way I clean my the horse unit. And so for, for the horse unit, and actually I use the same thing for both, um, is a surgical prep. It's called Novasan is a brand name, um, but chlorhexidine is the product. And it's kind of a blue liquid. Um, you can buy it in a concentrate or buy it in a diluted solution. <clears throat> but yeah, I just we have it concentrated and I dilute it into a spray bottle and clean everything with it. So that's one that I use. I know there is a a stall cleaner um, that a lot of people use. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, there are some natural cleaners that people have used um, over the years. I've heard people talk about using, um, you know, thieves. I've heard them talking about just some other natural cleaners. Always, if you're in an area where you have sun, <laughs> and sometimes of the year we do, you know, laying it out in the sun, being being mindful to take care of the battery, but laying it out in the sun also is great um, too. So. Okay. And Tiff, I'm not last sure. question. Last yeah, question, question, do you have rec- rec- recommended reading? Is there any particular book or uh, video uh, other than Beamer that you would recommend for somebody novice like myself? Oh, wow. Huh. Wow. <sighs> there is so much stuff in terms of YouTube. So much. <laughs> I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, I don't know where to start. Um <laughs> Um, I mean, Linda Tellington, she has her thing, but I wasn't going to bring that up because, you know, that's her technique. That's not necessarily the standard for, you know, equine. So, Linda Tellington Jones, is that who you're talking about? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and all of her stuff is great. She is amazing, um, and you will learn a lot from her. Um, but of course, yes, it's going to be mostly based on her tea touch technique. But but you will learn a lot about horses too. So, yeah. Yeah, I w- I would say that there's you know the universities <clears throat> and vet schools and things usually you know they put out newsletters they put out, um, it, you know I would just say. To, to make it be, um, if you're looking at YouTube through things like that, try and make the provider be somebody who who has some credentials that you can verify, as opposed to, um, you know, just your next door neighbor saying I'm going to do a YouTube about how to take care of a horse. You know, I, I think um, a lot of the schools have um, information that's available. Um, and so it's really kind of consider the source. That's the best advice that I can give you, Dexter. I don't know. Do you have do you have something to recommend, Chef? Depends on your learning capacity. Like if you prefer to read, like you're saying, I would, like Cindy and, and all of us have talked about, for one, get to know the anatomy of the horse. 
so what you're working with. Also, go to the back office, reach out to see all of those resources that are back there that talk about the technology and what it does and how it works and the, the systems that go on in the, in, the, in the horse so that you can relay that to the anatomy. And then take another step forward and you can either read like Linda Tellington Jones, like you're saying, in the, in the different aspects of being around the horse and the, the behavior of the animal. Or you could read, um, I like to read um, about trainers, like Buck Brandeman. Buck Brandeman is an exceptional trainer, and he has several books out. One of them is just called Buck, or watch those movies that talk about that. It depends on if you're a visual learner or you're more of a, a listener or reader. So those are different aspects of being around the animal and then volunteering. Like we've talked about that before at a, a center that does rescues or, or accepts people to come and, and clean stalls and, and be around horses so you get familiar with their behavior because they're a different, different animal to be to be around. <clears throat> yeah, so you know, that was, that was a great say, pretty suggestion. Much what, Tish, yeah, I was just going to say pretty much what Tiff did really quick was um, most big-time trainers are going to have videos and or books out about basic horsemanship, how you approach a horse, how you should, you know, touch a horse for the first time, you know, air, what, you know, what side you should approach, how you should walk around a horse, from very basic all the way up to, to more advanced. So that, that's that's probably the direction I would point you in at this point. But sorry, go ahead, Cindy. Yeah, I, I love, um, it, you know, there's a movie just um, for Buck Brannaman that's just called Buck, and it's a, it's a great movie, you know, because that's, you know, he comes from, what, Tom Dorrance and Ray Hunt and people like that who have, who are, um, they are horsemen through and through. And the advice from them and how they talk about um, the horse's mind and the interaction with the rider, I mean, it's, it's, um, it's really important and profound, I guess. It's, so there are some documentaries, there's some movies, there are, you know, there are books. Um, the only thing I caution sometimes with trainers is, is that um, everybody has preferences. Some people think that their way is the only way. And it, it would be hard for you to tell as a layperson to say, well, you know, you don't, you know, don't take what one person says as the hundred percent be all end all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. I, I great recommendations. I'd never considered volunteering, and um, I love it. I have a list. You guys are putting me to work. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's good. That's well. Thanks for Thank listening you, and for being open and taking responsibility for your own learning, Dexter. That's really the most important thing because no one can tell you that. You can just, you know, put the information out there. And I appreciate the fact that you're, you know, making a serious commitment. That's the right Thank thing you. to do. Thank you. Agreed. <laughs> Thank you, Dexter, and we'll we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Well, and that that took us to the end of our end of our time. So I'm gonna just.
take it around. And any final words for anybody? Tiff, final words today. It was a great blog talk. Good questions and good conversation. And look forward to talking more and sharing about what we all have to, to say next week. Thanks for having me, Rainy. Cindy? Thank you. All right, and Cindy. Yeah, um, I think, you know, there's always something to talk about, um, when, and it helps when we get questions and feedback from you guys. Um, personally, I won't be here next week because I'm going to be on my way down to the, um, the veterinary conference in San Antonio. I'm pretty excited about that yeah. because there should be, where Beamer's going to have our corporate booth there at the AAEP, and um, I think we're going to be real busy, but it's pretty, um, um, I'm really excited because we'll get to meet some of the um, German doctors that are coming over from the motherland, and uh, <laughs> Beamer's going to, we're, we're going to have two lunchtime presentations, so people will, in addition to the booth, uh, people will be, have an opportunity to really learn about Beamer, so... I think this is going to be a great leap forward in brand recognition for us. And so to the extent that you know people that any uh, veterinarians or practitioners are going, you might mention to look for our booth, our booth number 8113. And uh, I think we're going to be real busy there. So I'm excited for that. But I'll miss blog talk, so I'm sure you guys will cook up something and uh, hopefully by then you will have had uh, the, the BEE to look at and there could be some dialogue there too. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to hear about your, your experience down at the conference too. I, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the res- hearing about the response and all of that. So I, that, that next week when you get back, it's going to be all you chatting, I think. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to remind everybody about um, anyone in the area uh, this Saturday, we have our um, Portland Beamer Saturday that I'm really excited about. It's one of the first live events we've had in the area for years. Um, and, you know, Bettina's coming down to lead it, but also some other great leaders from the area will be doing some talking. Um, Bettina's even making me get up there for a little bit. Um, and um, But it's a really – they're always really great events um, and a lot of – a chance to meet a lot of local distributors, um, you know, come, come yourself, bring any guests. It's well, it's open to everybody. Um, it does include lunch, um, and it's out by the Portland airport and the embassy suites by the Portland airport out there. So, um, but it's all in the, there's in the back office in the calendar. And, um, if you get Bettina's newsletters, it's in there, or, um, you can always let us know on Facebook, you want more information and I will be happy to provide that for you. Um, but I hope, I hope to see some of you there. Um, it should be a really fun day. So that's this Saturday. Um, all right, and I will stop chatting at you guys, but it's so good to, to talk with you all. I'm happy to have Cindy and Tiff with me, as always. We're going to miss you next week, Cindy, but I can't wait to hear what you bring to the bring to Blog Talk the next week. Um, thank you all to all your callers. We really appreciate all your questions, comments. Um, I love new distributors like Dexter who are really trying to learn and doing it the right way. It's, it's, it's so great. And, um, yeah, be sure to listen to all the other days of blog talk but we're going to meet you here back next thursday to talk about horses all right everyone have such a great week thanks cindy thanks tiff thank you we'll talk to you later bye today's show was brought to you by an independent group of beamer distributors who are committed to helping you find success in your business 
we're all part of a bigger mission to bring this amazing technology to a market that so desperately needs it. We'll be back again really soon. Until then, here's to your health.